Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast where a group of film lovers get together to discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. Over there is Seb Seabass Godfrey. How you doing? And Alex Lambchop Heath. Howdy. And uh, this is our second spooky <laughs> Halloween. Are you going to say spoofy for some reason? Spoofy <laughs> Halloween. Um, and uh, we did the 1984 classic, uh, a nightmare on Elm, <laughs> a nightmare on Elm Street, a nightmare on Elm Street, um, which. I had never seen before. Mm. I had never seen a Frederick Kruger film. Because you were a little scaredy pants as a kid. Um, mm. Yeah, well, guys, I'm a bit sensitive about it. I was actually born um, with, um, <laughs> it's called. Knives for fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Suki Lala's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, that can be um, quite a cute you grow out of it <laughs> yeah. um, as you as you age. Look, um, I think but, I uh, still think he's quite a cute. <laughs> he's quite a cute. <laughs> but I, I uh, it was funny. I was uh, watching this for the second time, uh, catching the train down from the country, country lifestyle. Um, and you're uh, watching this on a public train. Well, <laughs> I, I'd seen I'd seen it before. I'd watched it a few weeks ago, and I wanted to just refresh myself. Um, and uh, and so I was watching it on my phone, and I had to turn it sort of mm. on an angle mm. away from the very elderly lady reading um, a Danielle Steele novel next to me. So, um, mm. but um, <laughs> but I had my headphones in. Um, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> but. Um, there, I, I clearly, yeah, that's a very clearly, different target market, the yeah. Daniel Steele audience. Yeah. Um, I clearly remember maybe being seven or eight and walking out into the lounge room and maybe one of my sisters or something had probably this one on and it was just one of the scenes when they're in the the, the, the dungeon-y or the... The, the boiler um, room. Oh, yeah. And I saw a flash of Freddy Krueger and I was done. Just yep. did not sleep that night. It was just like, um, yeah, absolute was bag. Um, but uh, but now I watch it and uh, slightly less scared. Um, well, that's good. But, um, yeah, so uh, I guess uh, let's flip around. So what's, uh, Alex, what's your history with so my uh, history. the Freddies? It turned out I thought I'd seen it and I haven't actually seen it. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Oh, you've seen, I thought, you've cool. seen Freddy movies, right? I've seen Freddy movies and I thought that I'd like collected the whole set, um, you know, because I went through when I was a teenager. I was when I, I also had a really severe case of the Suki Lala's mm. right up until a sleepover party where we watched Species. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and that then I was like, oh, it's not that bad. This isn't all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Species is not probably even a horror movie per se, but it definitely had some, it was a much scarier movie than anyone I'd ever seen before. And I managed to get through it and I was like, aha, I can do this. So then I tried to collect, collect all the classics, um, your Halloweens, yep. your Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. et cetera. But yeah, I just obviously missed the first one of these, didn't see the origin story of right. Freddy Krueger. So yeah, I was just watching going, waiting for it to be like clicking into place. And I'm like, oh man, I've never seen this. Okay. Oh, this is really embarrassing. But now we've, we've solved that. What do you reckon, Seb? What's your... Well, that's kind of cool. That, like, that's cool that you'd seen the others, but not yeah. seen this. Because this is kind of different to all the it's others. It's so and different. Like, and like, I got that The sense. others are so much more campy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a, yeah, Robert Anglin just hams yeah. it up so oh. much more in the later ones. Yeah. I mean, as a... As a kid, this he this guy was the scariest out of all of them for me. I mean, mm. he's. Um, I feel like when you're a bit older, maybe the 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 non-talking masked killer is slightly scarier because you don't really you're trying to work them out, and you're like, but this guy's like, da, da, da. he's got yeah. things to say, and he's got knives on his hands, and you can understand it as a kid, and he's yeah. and he's kind of taunts you, and um, he, he used to scare the absolute fuck out of me because he, he he's very much of the trifecta, right? So you've got yeah. you've got yeah. Freddie, Jason, Jason, and, um, and, he was and the, Michael Myers, kind of the last Myers, one yeah. to come to the party as well, yep. because. Um, the other guys were kind of Jason and, and Mike Myers. I think a lot of people get them confused as well. Yeah. They've got a few similarities in their kind of, they just, 
they don't pop up anywhere. Do they? they don't speak. Yeah. They just stab. They just, they just impale people with things. Yep. Um, whereas uh, Freddy, Freddy's got a Type Five, and he's uh, got <laughs> he's got a fedora. <laughs> he was, does. He's got he a bit more joie de vivre yeah. about him. Yeah. yeah, he does. Well, yeah. Where's it's truly Anderson. The, the film that made us where's be Anderson? a fedora? Where's Anderson? <laughs> where's Anderson? <laughs> where's Anderson did this? Wow. Where's Anderson's Freddy Krueger? <laughs> that would be a very twee and delightful film. <laughs> it would. Oh, I'd love to see that. Mm. Um, Wes Craven, uh, in an interview, said that he basically wanted to create a character that was masked because that's kind of what you do to create a, yep. a scary. Mm. <laughs> but he was kind of following suit in a lot of ways, but wanted mm. him to talk um, and also said, uh, you know, what, what's the weapon we're going to give him? Let's make it super primal, super, you know, let's go back to basics here. What what were the most primal, early, basic um, object that humans were uh, – Afraid of, and it was more animalistic. Stripey jumpers. Stripey jumpers, yeah. yeah. Cheap jumpers from H&M. Um, it was fedoras, definitely. I still <laughs> find them terrifying. <laughs> yep. And They've sunburn. only got more terrifying of <laughs> Sunburn. Yes, yeah, sunburn, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a real third degree yeah, sunburn he's sporting there. It is, really is. Slip, slop, slap. Mm. But no, it was it was a, a claw, a claw of an animal. Oh, yep. uh, I see, I see. So I get kind of crafted this claw for this guy. And the, the, the character of Freddy himself was basically – born out of uh, much like our last episode with Poltergeist where Spielberg's drawing from his own experience of being afraid of clowns and trees outside his bedroom. Outside his bedroom, once again, woke up at about two o'clock in the morning to hear someone fumbling down the street outside. It was on the second story bedroom of their Cleveland family home. And he, he got out of bed and crept over to the window and there was a guy just down on the street below them who just turned around and stared straight up at him in his bedroom and he just freaked out and ran back to his bed and said he hid under the covers and counted to about a thousand and then went back to the window to see if he was there and he was just still just there staring, <gasps> staring at him through the window and then he, the guy walked off, walked around to the front of his house where he couldn't see him. He got out of bed, went down, crept down the stairs and he heard his front door, <gasps> door handle go. So he ran upstairs, got his brother who ran down, was about 10 years older and ran down with a baseball bat and the guy ran off. But clearly this is a guy that liked taunting a child and this is where the, the idea of, of Freddy was sort of born. And he said he kind of looked exactly like Freddy does in the movie. He had his yeah. stripy jumper and this, this hat. Wow. Didn't have the glove on. but no, he didn't have the glove on. wasn't to a crisp. But, but that's kind of cool uh, having these. Wow. That's like the origin of the origin. Wow. Story. And, and, and my but anyway, so my, my, just quickly, my, um, my connection with this is I had an older cousin again, he used to show me all these horror films, um, way before I should have seen them. And I had some horrific nightmares because of it, but I, it did give me a good backbone for horror films. Yep. Probably a little bit too early, mm-hmm. but, yep. um, this was, this was one. And this one used to scare the fuck out of me. It was a good fifth birthday party. Though. It was. It was great. <laughs> Actually, I remember going to, I'm going to call him out, yeah, Jeff, Swan. Yeah. Jeff Swan. Jeff Swan made a Fairy mind. Bread and Freddy. Yeah. He would have had about an eighth not, or ninth birthday party. It was a slumber party, sleepover. He mm. played arachnophobia. He cried and had to leave the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I had to call you out on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I watched I watched Species at Sophie Cole's birthday party. And she was in grade six and I was only in grade five. So I was already pretty cool that I was going oh, to this cool. birthday party. Yeah. And then we also watched... Uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which yeah, right. primary school. Bit wrong. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but it's great. Right. But right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, right. 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 And, and so, but you, you've seen, you know, yeah. all the, and, and am I, am I correct in saying that this was, Wes Craven did the first one and then it yeah. just got checked, checked out. He checked, checked out. out. He didn't come back on until a new nightmare. Basically this was, he, uh, it took him a, he had the script for this written for ages and he wanted to make this horror film because he sort of he cut his teeth on um, Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left mm. and like these other horror films. He's like, I've got this idea for a story. I, really, I felt really passionate about it, shopped it all around Hollywood. Nobody wanted to borrow it because they're like, these things happen in dreams. You can just wake up. Nobody's going to be afraid of yeah. dreams. This is dumb. This is a dumb idea for a film. That's a perfect and then, yeah, yeah, no. and then it was a uh, producer from New Line Cinema who came along and said, yeah, let's give this thing a shot. New Line were just like a little distribution company. They didn't have any 
they were nothing. It's good, like with good. a great logo. Oh my that god, that logo! I was like Sick. so on board. The so second much better that than logo their new, turned out. Then they knew their updated one, which just feels like every other studio. This is sick. This yeah. like yeah yeah. Um, and it's the minute that you see that on screen, yeah, you're like, like I'm yep. in for a good time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, took a took a punt on it, and they actually released it themselves. Could have just absolutely shattered New Line. It could have been the first and last film they ever did. Yeah. But it made I don't know if you've looked up the I numbers did on not this, have but time. no, it. So the the movie earned its budget back in seventy two hours. So the final production budget for it was somewhere between one point eight million. Yeah, somewhere around there. And what the film grossed in the end in the first three days of domestic release uh, was $25 million. Shit. So that's pretty good. That set up New Line 4. Yeah. For, A good while, you know, yeah. To make all their anything after that. Mm. Wow. And, yeah. So because of the success of that, straight away they were like, let's make number two. Mm-hmm. Wes was like, uh, I, I, you know, let's just let it simmer for a bit. They're like, no, nah, we need to make this now, with or without you, because to actually get the film made, he had to he had to sign over all of his rights, right? Character right. rights, story rights. He's like, if you're going to take a punt, we're going to take the, you know, if we're yeah. going to give you some money, then you know, we're going to take this thing. And they they just got in, God, just smart. the 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 cheapest, quickest script writer, director, right. and it was just this absolute shambles. It's the second one. The, the terrible. Second, well, the, well, this yeah, it's like it's more it's like a comedy, but it's kind of right. um. It's very different. So is it diminishing returns from here on in? Or? I don't know. I love no. No, no, no. Dream, Dream Warriors, Warriors is amazing. Paddy Arquette. I had a Dream Warriors t-shirt when I was like eight years old and it was my favourite thing. The song by Dokken. Yeah. Classic. Yep. Dream Warriors is great. It's like a getting together a bunch of kids. So the original, I uh, forget her name from the original, uh, Nancy. Nancy. Which is a little throwback to Stranger Things again. Yeah. She's a Nancy as well. Mm. Um, she comes back as a as having survived this traumatic experience as a sort of child psychologist and all these kids that have, they're the last ah. generation of kids to be taunted by Freddy. She has them in a sort of a psych ward right, and then right, they right. sort of band together to try and bring Freddy down. Cool. Which is pretty cool. Okay. So skip the second one, watch the third one. All right. Um, yeah. Well, hmm. I, I, yeah. yeah. What did you think? Um, Again, uneven, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. no, no, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Um, I, knowing that it was made, you know, on the smell of an oily rag kind of thing, and what they were able to achieve with that, I'm, um, I thought that was really cool. The effects, um, the effects are great. Yeah. And, and and it really would ride ride or die on that. Like if yeah. they hadn't been able to pull them off, then it wouldn't have been scary. And at all. and again, it's that thing of you know, um, uh, when you haven't got much to work with, you you just know, get really creative. Yeah, and they even did. something like when so when Nancy Thompson's lying in Tina's bed, yep. she's staying over, and just the face yep. comes through, and That's it's a sheet. So cool. It's yeah. literally a it's, sheet. It's, yeah. Like yeah. Freddie's um, face latex, goes through. Yeah, but it's lit so, so well yeah. that you that, it looks like yeah. the wall yeah. behind the bed. It's um, amazing, and it must so have many, cost them zero dollars. Exactly. It so, cost them the cost of a a, she, a sheet of latex, yep. and yet it is so. It just imprints on your brain as like it's, a so that's classic. What I mean. Iconic moments. Okay, there are totally. so many iconic moments yeah. in this. Every ten minutes, there's like that, that is, is super a, iconic. Yeah. The face yep. coming out of the wall, the long arms down the alleyway. Yep. The glove coming up through the bath. Oh, the glove up the bath is like, that is just. Pretty Freudian. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, The uh, Tina being thrown around the room and being, you know, that That whole. Yeah, going. So so I think that was really, that's kind of what really struck me because I I know, you know, Freddie more from through like osmosis and um, uh, we were talking before the recording, I was can't believe he didn't say bitch, mm. um, which is kind of a thing that comes in, you know, later in the film. It's, and that's what I just know from pop culture. Um, and so I was uh, quite surprised. Like, you know, it sort of starts off in, you know, your sort of classic um, horror movie thing, but that scene when um, Tina is killed yeah. is pretty full on. It's really yeah. brutal. It's really brutal. And yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. Did you um, think when you were watching it, did you think she was going to be the main sort of... Um, no, 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 I got... No, no. Because, okay. well... Yeah. 
um, yeah. in, in in and also in the context of that film, you know, her um, uh, her had a dodgy dodgy parents and all yeah, of so this sort her of mom stuff. And so she when her mum turns up, yeah. with her hair sort of in rollers, yeah. and then the creepy like stepdad character sticks his head around the door, yeah. and it's clear that they're going to go yeah. and have sex now. And then, um, and then and she's her ma- still in rollers for some reason. That really bothered me. She's made the poor choice of going out with the uh, you know uh, the bad Ron. boy. Um, Ron. up your nose with the rubber hose. Ooh. or whatever it is. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, but um, but I was really yeah, I was like really taken aback with the um, because it's really like it's it's for a you know over an hour and a half movie. It's not super bloody, like, as it well, as in the, no, the body count is not massive. Mm. You know, it's it's, it's basically, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's the four. It's basically those four characters yeah. cop yeah. it and yeah, um, yeah oh. because Freddie's got a plan. He's exacting yeah. a revenge mm. plot, and yeah. so he doesn't need a high kill count. He just needs a strategic kill count. Yeah, which I respected ta- about. Yeah, and towards them, and towards them. But yeah, yeah I guess. The interesting thing about this movie is kind of like a play on the Peter Laurie in, as M kind of thing, where the like child m- rapist and murderer. So apparently, in the original script, Wes Craven had him as a child molester as yes. well. Yes, and and yeah. there's which there's was taken out. Elements and there's of certainly it. elements yeah. where like it seems when he's doing the la, 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 la sort of yeah. stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, and when I'm your boyfriend now. Yeah. yeah, and when she's on the phone and his tongue comes his tongue through, comes yeah, through, yeah. Um, the receiver. Um, yeah, that it's sort of like this play on the kids have to band together to to conquer this like child yep. rapist slash murderer yeah. and and overcome in the end. Which I yeah I, I really enjoyed that, and I think that that it, it becomes more pronounced as the series goes on. Yeah, definitely. But that idea that the young people have to yeah fight together and um, to overcome this disgusting creepy old man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, really enjoyed but, that thread. But, but, um, uh, Didn't who need was the big, created big, big through the fault <laughs> through, of their parents? Yeah. right? well, not the well, fault of their parents. Sorry, I mean, no, it depends I mean, on how you feel about vigilantism. I'm, I'm yeah. would like to say I'm strongly opposed to vigilantism. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, going to plant the flag. If there's a say, uh, if, there's a, if there's a guy getting around killing all the kids in the neighborhood, and you know who it is, and the police aren't doing anything about it, what are you going to do? Well, go to the press. I, I'd rather do that than Second like throw. Gasoline on him and set him on fire. Yeah. Because we know now what happens. He comes back True. to kill your children in their dreams. Yeah. And I don't have children, but what about your children? Exactly. I, I, I just I just train the Cleo sins of the, the in father. every martial art and every <laughs> Does she know them all, do you? <laughs> she, she does. <laughs> and download them. I'm imagining some sort of Matrix style thing yeah, that you've hooked up at home. And Cleo's like, <laughs> I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I um, I thought it was uh, – there was also some – I mean, there's a, there, there are some un, unexplored areas, I feel like, though there's religious symbolism in that it. Kinda that kind of gets dumped, basically. Yeah, the crucifix dumped. falls on the two um, girls. Yeah. I think it's just meant to be like – Stay pure and you'll survive. Well, there's basically. yeah, there's definitely. Well, that's the one of the biggest the tropes, final, tropes of horror film, the right? The final yeah. girl. I think that maybe maybe they were getting maybe the original script had more she of that even in it. Hold Johnny Depp's hand in this movie. No, mm. introducing Johnny Depp. I must say, oh, well. oh yeah, the floofiest of yeah. Johnny Depp's. Yeah, yes. Kane didn't actually recognize him on screen because he wasn't wearing any like earrings or scarves. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't, know didn't, ha- didn't have yeah. Uh, didn't have um, sort of, uh, what do you call it? a mascara <laughs> yeah. on, and you know. Like, no hats. Yeah, <laughs> multiple hats. Yeah. yeah. Just back to the um, the crucifix and religious mm. aspect. So, uh, Wes Craven grew up in a household that did not watch film. He only watched Disney films, like early early Disney stuff. When he was a little kid, we'd, we'd be talking, you know, your Snow Whites and your Bambies. stuff like that, Bambies, yeah. that that sort of thing. And it was only he only started watching films, like actual film films when he was uh, like senior in college, basically once he was, because he was busy with school and then studies and all that sort of thing. So he grew up in this devout Christian household. I just, and he's, he's, you know, he became one of the masters of horror. So what's that say about, I don't know, coming from this place and telling the, your kids that you can't do something and then 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that it. I don't think that made him. I think it was a uh, a circumstance that actually made him who he was because he was given a job doing this horror, making a horror film for a small cinema, editing with this other guy. That's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. There, it's funny seeing. He does. Uh, yeah. The forbidden always becomes <laughs> yeah. very tempting. I, I, I guess it was just more there were there there were things that were put in there that had seeming you know like there's the two points with the cro- the crucifix um, that didn't really round out for me in any particularly mm-hmm. meaningful way. And then also <laughs> yeah. the because uh, um, <laughs> of all the meaning in this film. Yeah. Um, but uh, but also... Well, yeah, um, look, it's hugely symbolic. Whether yeah. or not you want to say the symbology works, it is definitely going for symbology. Yeah. The kids, the little kids in white playing jump rope. But and that's, so that, yeah, that symbology, like... The song. Um, the, the song. song. The, the, the nursery rhyme, right? Yeah. But... So she knows the one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, but yeah. but but that totally make that to me jives with my like when you learn nursery rhymes, you don't know what they're actually referring to. So if it turned out to be about a child murder, Lund- well, yeah. You, yeah, ring a ring of roses is about the plague. plague. But, exactly. are they, but are the parents teaching them that after they burnt the guy? Yeah, like, that's a good point actually. They, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like they've been trying to keep that under. You Let's know, just get so one, two, Freddy's coming for you. you. Three, Three four, four, better lock your door. Yeah. Five, six, grab Get your crucifix. crucifix. Yeah. Seven, eight, going to stay, stay up, up late. late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Yeah. So it's pretty much it's, the premise of the film. Actually, yeah, how did they know about the whole dream thing? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it look, doesn't fully hold together, does what, it? But it is creepy when you hear kids say, singing. It's creepy when yeah. little kids are singing something. Yeah, like, and they're wearing old-timey clothes yeah. and there's yeah. a little bit of Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. It gets creepy mm. fast. Yeah. Um, Did you guys ever uh, try no-dos when you are a teenager? <laughs> no. stuff that keeps you awake <laughs> all night? No. <laughs> Tell you what, as just, uh, well, there's, 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 Two members of the podcast who are somewhat jet lagged at the or, or oh, in, yeah. the, in Guys, the process of jet lag. Oh, shit. So, and 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 I literally when 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 she opens the what's it called? It's like it's literally called don't sleep, don't, don't no, sleep, no sleep, no, no sleep. sleep, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I've got to say, like, and and Looks talking about the tonal stuff of this movie, like there's no real jokes in this movie, but there is a lot of hilarious moments in this movie. Hmm. Um, uh, so, uh. You know, um, sorry. What's what's the main girl's Na- name? Nancy. Nancy, Nancy. Sorry, um, Nancy's. Um, you know, really hitting that coffee hard. Um, one point, uh, the the camera, when she's having one of her many, um, uh, you know, angry fights with her mother. Um, so mum's, you know, shotting down the the vodka um, at all hours of the day. But Nancy is getting these huge cups of coffee and sort of just pouring them and drinking like no one has ever drunk like mm-hmm. liquid before. Well, yeah. her life um, depends on it. No, but Mike? but it doesn't look like there's anything there's actually no, there's going nothing on. In there. No, she's there's just, nothing in there. No, but she's just like yeah, and she's just holding. It's it's like when three year olds are playing like a tea party mm. and they're just like mmm, drink, 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 drink. Um, but um, but yeah, it's <laughs> no, just out of yeah, no, 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 you go yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's that those she she has those um. Uh, yep. So anyway, she's drinking a lot of coffee and it's towards the end of the film and her mother's like come in to take the coffee pot out, um, and just take everything away. It's like, just go to sleep, mate. It's all good. You know, you're all good. And mum leaves (laughs) and she, she lifts up something and she just opens up the side, 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 side of her, um, bed and pulls out. Another, another coffee, coffee machine. Percolator. Another coffee machine. <laughs> and I laughed out loud so hard. Like just she had this she had the the, the secret coffee machine yeah. because she knew mum was yeah, gonna come up. in and take the second. I was like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Yeah. And then Freddie cops the coffee uh you know, the, the coffee um uh bowl like in the face. Oh I was just I laughed so hard when she's like Pull out the coffee machine. Yeah, like uh, I, if she kept pulling out coffee machines, yeah, like, just, con- just, just oh, continuously, it would have been amazing. Forever. If her mum is the one that caused this, and Freddie wants obviously wants to take her as well, yeah. and yeah, how yeah. it all finishes. Um, but if she's so, does that mean so? If she's out of her mind every night, she's pissed. She's mm. not dreaming. 
she's not allowing Freddie in. Interesting. So no, but but there's other parents. Like it wasn't just her. No. It was a group maybe of they're parents. all getting pissed. But it's a group of well, I guess the dad across the street was slamming the beers. Uh, you know, but yeah. um, maybe that's what she should have done. Just gotten fucked just, up just every night. Shit housed every night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking on the mum being this like a real cliche of a an alcoholic. She was hilarious. I had to say, <laughs> I, I actually kind of appreciated it because, yeah, the way they set up um, Nancy as the final girl, and in contrast to Tina, who's yeah, kind of this lower class girl. Yeah. Um, she fucks. She is, you know, she's blonde. She, you know, she obviously doesn't have like the money in, uh, that Nancy's family has. Um, Nancy's family, they're middle class, but it's not like everything's cool there either. Like the parents, uh, her father's emotionally and physically remote. We don't even know where he lives. He's completely just, he's a, the detective in the town, but he just kind of turns up and has like uses, hostile uses conversations his with his daughter and, yeah, yeah. and then disappears again. Her mum is sort of emotionally remote. A, a very, uh, very broad stereotype of an alcoholic, mm. but it's not like, yeah, it's not like the girl from the wrong side of the tracks is like sort of pitied, and then the 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 preppy, um, popular girl is like, you know, got everything together. Every all these young people's lives are kind of fucked up by their parents in one mm. way or another. So I, I like that they didn't play into. Um, at least the stereotype of like, oh yeah, the middle class family, they're great. And, um, you know, Nancy will be fine. It's like, no, she's, she's got a few things that are kind of falling apart in her life as well. And so do all of these kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It stems from the parents, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sins of the father. Sins of, yeah. And mother in this case. Yeah. Mm. But that's kind of cool how you don't find out about that until uh, quite a way through the film. Yeah. That, that, that's the whole twist. Like, no, you can't be afraid of this guy because we killed him. When, when we were younger, when we were your age, here's this glove that I still keep in the furnace downstairs. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, for just the, this conversation, dad, I was waiting but, for this conversation, yeah. so I just dad, kept the weird glove. But the dad, when she sort of, um, you know, tells them, oh, it was, it was this, you know, person that looks like this, the dad grocks onto it as well. Mm. So he, clearly he was, you know, on board with it. Because the mu- the mum says it was it was killing yeah. killing was kids, kid but they were parents, so yeah. they were still parents. So whether oh. whether yeah. they've only got one kid, yeah. Or maybe I thought it was maybe they maybe they had others. Maybe dun, this, dun, dun, but dun. I thought I just assumed it. Was, yeah, I misread. I thought it was like an it style scenario where it's when they were kids. This this is what went down in second generation, mm. just on dreams and nightmares. Yes. Do you guys have you guys ever had a repetitive? Yep. Dream in which you've been in peril and something bad has happened. Um, or repetitive dream, full I, stop. I, I definitely yeah. have a... Re- <laughs> Tell me what it is, Mike. I, it's, I, I was thinking about <laughs> this I after it? I watched <laughs> Freddy. Um, this better be good because I actually have a rule that I don't like to hear about other people's dreams unless I'm in them. I That's have, just a blanket rule. I find I nothing have, more boring than other people's d- dreams. So it better be good, Mike Cairns. <laughs> well, it's not that. Okay. It's just I, I, I didn't like going to school very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a repetitive dream that I am doing year 12 again. That is a real nightmare. That's a nightmare. But I know that I've done year 12. Yeah. And so I don't know why I'm so there, but I'm doing it again. Yeah. Ah. Even and bigger waste of time than it was the first developed time. developed into... I recently had one about uni that I've always like, oh, I've I already done you. this year. Oh, fuck. I thought you were going to say you. Uh, <laughs> About uni, um, right? Yeah, and so it was just like, but I literally have. It's my only recurring dream is that I am. I was like, why am I doing year twelve again? I've already done this. Mm, that's that's annoying. It's yeah, really, really annoying because I had to do yeah. um, Shakespeare in Love, so I would not want to oh, do that fuck. a second time. Fuck me, that is a nightmare. <laughs> Wrote an essay about that it, guys. Is a nightmare. I used to have a, a re- just a repetitive uh, nightmare in which I was flying down a hill in a go kart, and then I hit a rock and flew out of the go kart. Yeah. And 
basically fell straight down a well, a hole in the ground, and would be like, ah, oh, screaming down this well. And then Why are you I'd wake up. Go karts near a well, dude. I don't know. I don't it's know. What you do in Hobart? Oh, yeah, okay, it's what you do. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a lot to do. <laughs> Not a lot of plumbed Rock water. Fights <laughs> Rock fights. And <laughs> go karts down the hill. <laughs> Half a bit of paint. Um, oh, <laughs> and basically fall down the well, and before I hit the bottom, it'd wake up. So if there's any listeners out there that know what that means, <laughs> am I You want okay? to have sex with your mum? <laughs> well, yeah. Everyone from Hobart does. <laughs> it's just Hobart. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Anyway, back to the film. <laughs> um, uh, I thought um, that uh, a couple of little notes of uh, things that I enjoyed early on in the movie um, mm-hmm. is uh, when – the uh, when Tina is killed and it's on the uh, on the TV um, and they're shooting the body being taken out and um, the arm falls out the side of the uh, um, not strapped down terribly well. Just thought really good job on your coroner work there, guys. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's just falling yeah. out everywhere. <laughs> the shot in the body bag in the school where the legs yeah, go off that and gets was really incredible. good. That's cool. Uh, that was one That's of my super notes. Iconic, yeah. Like. Even before that, just when she's in the hall looking at Nancy in her class, even just yeah. zipped up before even the effect of her legs yeah. levitating because you can't even see Freddie anymore and he's dragging her down the hall. All of that is so like yeah. iconically scary and still holds up. Like, so, yeah. And again, so cheap. Super cheap. She yep. had to do all of that stuff. She was got pretty traumatised by this shoot. She oh. also had to do the centipedes out the mouth and all this sort of oh, stuff. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a fun time a very low-rent Hitchcock blind yeah. situation. There was, yeah. a, there was a lot of that very visceral sort of stuff in the sense of the, you know, the, the coming out of the mouth and then it cuts down and there's all that sort of guts and stuff mm. around her feet. And, and Freddie, you know, he's like, hey, look at this, and chops his fingers off. And then <laughs> and then he just, or, or he'll lift his shirt up and cut through and it's all maggots and yep. things like that. And it's just like, okay, that's scary. But it's very, like, it's just sort of this very smushy, th- visceral When Freddie disappears stuff. is, I think, the scariest stuff. Like, because Freddie's just kind of funny. Yeah. Let's oh. face it. He's just when kind he's of a quirky, down. funny when dude. Like I said, down. he's a guy with a tight five and a half. Like, yeah. yeah. Like when he's when like, he disappears, that's when, when, when it's he, freaky. When he goes down, yeah, like that initial Z when he, he's walking down and his arms and get yeah, really long. The, and all I can think is the like, accordion arms. You were meant to be scared. I was like terrifying. He looks like one of those um you know the big no, the big wavy things that they have at the car wash. Yeah, the big flappy hand wavy guys. Like um I thought that was hilarious. Well, yeah. he predated those, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he inspired mm, them. Maybe he inspired them, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah, and then it's uh, like you, you sort of, you're watching along with this movie and going, God, there's a, still a lot of movie left. Uh, like it doesn't. It could clip along a bit better, I feel. Or kill uh, a few more people, let's yeah. face it. I think we're kind of used at this point in time to there being more than four. Yeah. And and I, I see why he's chosen those four and it all makes sense and it all hangs together. And they're all fairly iconic deaths. Well, actually, well, yeah, there's technically only three. Oh, mum. No, mum. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, true. But it, it would probably have helped. And I, I think that looking at this through our eyes in 2019, we're expecting... A higher kill count, but mm. actually, I probably know. I don't know. Like a lot of them have like lower year screams, yeah. and they don't they don't necessarily kill that many people. Yep. I don't know. That's yeah. just my just my trip dragon, the Jasons and the Freddies and the oh, they the, go well actually. Oh, like in the later ones hard. when they're yeah. going pretty ham, but like yeah, yeah the, I guess the yeah, the initial ones. the initial ones maybe they just ramp it up. It's like doubling. Yeah, factor. well, it's like make the explosion to, bigger. Yeah, you have the, to. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. feel like this movie is generally probably about twenty minutes longer than most horror you know, horror movies of that. Period. So there's a there's yeah. a bit more to fill out, but um. So it was an hour uh, and a half. If you drop it back to seventy, what a bay. Yeah. 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 But um, I did uh, I you know I thought that um the the uh like Johnny Depp a uh, dream expert as well, <laughs> um, or or expert in. Balinese, Balinese culture, culture, just yeah. randomly eating like a burger combo on a bridge and discussing, yeah, Balinese. Um, if you know culture? Johnny, 
Johnny Depp today. Actually, that I would, that, I would kind of yeah, that did. Like maybe this, this is the first. Maybe this is the first. He actually probably this improvised all of like, that. Yeah. No, maybe maybe it just once the once they yelled cut, he just picked up this. And I was like, oh, Balinese. Yeah. Mm. Dream culture. Yeah. If you look closely, in got the Blu-ray, and you can see some little beads in his hair, <laughs> and you can see Puka necklace. It's a small one, but it's in there. Yeah. Um, but um, and then he has a. An absolute belter of a death. His death um, is friggin' <laughs> great. And a lot, lot of blood. A lot of blood. I'd love to know yeah. if you have any He's insights. He's a skinny boy. Did that one said upside uh, down? Yeah, it was upside much. down. Mm. Yeah, um, I think they just made the most of that um, mechanical room. That whole yeah. room was so it was super heavy. It was this steel box, and they had no budget really to make this thing. Um, but it was so well weighted with everything in the room. Everything was fixed down that um, one person could basically twirl it around with one arm, no mechanics, like so perfectly weighted in there that you could just move it around like that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. They yeah. could, they wouldn't have even known that. I can't imagine there's there's big-time engineers working on this thing with them. But, um, yeah, I think they just got mileage out of that room, sort of pulling him into the bed. The, the whole Tina scene was... Yeah. At, well, I mean, it's, it's sort of, again, going back to our... Um, our uh, podcast episode as well, because they, that's, um, they, that's how they sort of achieve all of those shots. And there's yeah. that, um, I was watching something else recently. There's a, um, a Fred Astaire, um, yep. uh, walking around the room, walking around the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually more recently, uh, um, uh, Billie Eilish did a thing on SNL, like her Saturday night live thing mm-hmm. was, in a rotating room and she timed oh. the whole thing out and they had this steady cam and it looks fucking amazing. Like, it, because it just doesn't like, unlike this where, you know, yeah. like, but it's a single shot and she's doing all yeah. of this sort of stuff. And they, um, yeah, it was really cool. Like going, it's, yeah. And the same thing with um, Inception as well. They did yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah. sort yeah. of stuff. We'll go, you know, go building go those bigs. Bring it back to the island here. Yeah. Uh, early 2000s, Sean McAuliffe program. He did a scene, a skit in this where someone sends him down to the, to the wine cellar to get a yeah. bottle of wine and the room spinning and it's yeah. like the fixed camera thing. It's on YouTube. It's really, really great. McAuliffe yeah. makes the most of that room. It's really funny. But, yeah, it's it's well-trodden ground. It's but a, they use it really fucking well in this film, yeah. just the lighting. And it, She hated that scene because she felt like she was falling the whole time oh. and he oh. had to pop his head in through a window and say, look, it's fine. See, I'm standing on the ground. Yeah. And then he put himself so in the room and then Wes said he actually, like, he he was completely yeah. flipped upside down when he was in there as well. Completely disorientating, especially when the lights are, are moving properly. Yes. And you've got no point of contact for, for what's, what's up and down. What's reality anymore, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like the zero gravity. It'd be bizarre. I'd probably be vomiting all over the yeah, place. Yeah, to totally, be totally. <laughs> um, And apparently during the, like, they, the, um, the bath sequence is um, a, like, they, they had the bath and then, but it was actually like this six foot tank underneath mm. and there's a guy in a scuba suit with the the hand coming out you know and um but um that's just such a a fucking cracker of a shot yeah like, isn't it you know the the claw coming up and and i guess sort of almost going to the uh the the original idea of him being a you know um a yeah. sex predator yeah. um it sort of really adds adds to that um and and because that's what I'd always heard. That's what I like. That's what I always thought Freddie had been. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think maybe the I, they did a terrible remake of it fairly yeah. recently. Um, and I think they really leaned hard on that because um, that's kind of what they do now um, and do it poorly. But yeah, uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, the same again with Poltergeist. They remake, remade Poltergeist. There's basically just no original ideas in Hollywood, but I haven't seen the new one. And this is truly like this isn't a, you know, this is a really original idea. Yeah. It's really good. Like, yeah, I, I yeah just, the idea is great. Yeah. Um, I guess it was just I was expecting more levity um, when they're, you know, because Again, because of osmosis, um, yeah. of of knowing yeah. the character from you know uh, being in a darkened clip, and I think he was in a Guns and Roses clip or something like that. It's sort of like yeah. he really leaned into that. Like, yeah. Well, what else did Robert Englund do? I feel like he was so completely. I think this was just him. defined by this role yeah. that he basically couldn't do anything else. That yeah. 
I'm just going to vamp while Seb looks up what Robert Englund did after this. Yeah, I mean, his credits pretty much just involve um, playing Freddy and Freddy versus Jason. And uh, he was in Phantom of the Opera 1989 as Freddy Freddy Krueger. No, he's basically just, there's, um, oh, A Star is Born, 1976. As Freddy. As Freddy Krueger, no. no. <laughs> um, Sing me a song, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to look at you again. <laughs> but no, for the most part, I think it's just, he just, and he owns it. Like he, yeah. he feels like in seeing him interview about playing this character, he, he thinks, he doesn't think he is Freddy, but he's like, this is my IP. This yeah. is my, yeah. nobody it's, else is allowed to, yeah. if you even think of recasting this, like, yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. And I mean, you can recast Jason. And, but they recast and Michael, yeah. the new one. Yeah. Um, with the guy from Watchmen, um, which he wasn't happy about. Yeah, um, right. But uh, what I did, um, I thought in the, because it's funny in, the, in that very opening sequence um, with Tina, mm. um, like the start of the film, and I, I did love the the super letterboxed opening of mm. him building yeah. the crafting um, the glove. Crafting the glove. Do you love a like a suiting up like a yes. craft crafting the armor yeah. montage? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you get to that that opening shot, and there's a goat in there or a sheep in there for some so reason. So what was the sheep all about? I think, think? No there was it was meant to represent innocence as sheep sheep and uh, lambs okay. often do. Or could it have been her counting sheep to get to sleep? Interesting. Another or thought. a lamb to the slaughter. A lamb to slaughter. Lamb chop to the slaughter. Lamb chop to the slaughter, yeah. Um, but there was also that um, I did like how they, um, there's uh, when Tina f- first starts running and it's almost like uh, you think, have you run before? <laughs> um, but but then it's because it's it's like everything's moving a bit faster than she's running and it's like yeah. oh you're in a dream yeah. like it's mm. you know it, when it really does evoke are, that it evokes that sort of yeah. you know out of and and even in that um hallway sequence when the body's being dragged and stuff there's jogging but everything just yeah. seems a little bit like out of time and they'll do those sort of stretched out um yeah, and the hallway is getting longer focus yeah um, and I, I just thought, so, yeah, again, that's and that's stuff that you can do for nothing. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But also, just the, that's that's one of the classic nightmare feelings. Is, is yeah. I I, I want to run running, faster, but, but I can't. I, I want to scream louder, but I can't. I want to like because Fre- Freddie is not an agile. Fo- He's not the most agile <laughs> fellow. But he's about, he's also, he could just stab you with one of those yeah. fingers anytime, but he wants to taunt, he likes playing, he's a cat playing As with we know, he's got ne- those gadget accordion arms. He can, yeah. he can go reach go you arms. anytime he wants. He can go, go, go gadget yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, but like he, uh, but he does, and I guess we, you know, we do have to round out to the, um, I, I was not expecting this to turn into Home Alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, then, I love a, a booby trap yes, montage. Booby um, trap. Love that she got a textbook about booby traps. Oh, that yeah. was my favorite. Textbook of booby traps, yeah. and she also the time, the timing of it. the uh, the whole ending. So she uh, she talks to her dad and uh, on the phone and says, "All right, I need you to break down the door in twenty minutes because I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to get this guy and I'm going to get him out." He's like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Mm. And then it cuts to the montage of her making these traps. So technically she knocked all those traps up in 10 minutes and then had to fall asleep. Mm. And, then, and I was like, all power to you. But um, but uh, my favorite one was she has a she lot had, of coffee. Yeah, she has a lot of coffee. Time moves faster. Time moves. <laughs> really does. Um, where she has the Molotov cocktail on the cellar yeah. stairs. And I thought... Has she just pissed in a bottle and she's going to trick him into she, drinking I, it because he thinks it's a beer? I, thought, I really thought that I was the trap I thought she there. was just going to throw wee on him. Yeah. And, and just I mean, like, honestly, it's all... She's been drinking a lot of coffee yeah, as well. That <laughs> would really say. smell yeah. like <laughs> very latte Um but um, but yeah, I was not ex- I was not expecting the Home Alone element to this at all. No. And tell you what, the... Uh, the when she's got the um the sledgehammer uh, uh, like hanging oh, yeah. across the door, 
you needed it. Like, I know this is a horror movie. I know this is the end, but you needed a doink sound effect when it hits you in the guts. <laughs> just like, because yeah. that, that's all it is. And, yeah. then, and then he literally, like, falls backwards over the stairs. Yeah. Then fall, like, it is, it is like, um, a, like a doddering old fool falling all over the place. It's, um, yeah, it's amazing. Well, uh, yeah, like, and, and I think I agree. So Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy, mm. um, was sort of asked about whether she thinks it's like a feminist movie, which I would like to know what you guys think about that. Um, but she was saying she sees it as like um, a movie about young, the power of young people, mm. um, which I think is, yeah, he is kind of a doddering idiot, especially towards the end there. He's totally lost control of the whole situation. She's way more prepared than mm. he is. She has a plan. She's going to execute it. Um, and he just looks like a friggin' moron at that yeah. point, um, which is, and then when she, and at the end, just strips him of his power by saying, which is. I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, I'm no. not afraid of you, which is kind of super corny, but then I'm like, is that just because everyone else is ripping that yeah, movie so. off? Right, cool. It's Balinese. Um, it's Johnny Depp's Balinese wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared of you. You don't scare me. Well, that that was your that was the ending, and that's where Wes actually wanted, wanted it, it to, to finish. End. And, and then, then they wanted the twist. The studio wants like, the twist. We gotta we gotta make we gotta well, leave something what, in there for a sequel here. Really, that spawned like undercut in, the yeah. whole idea of this is a feminist movie because the final girl, Nancy doesn't have the last word. Freddie yeah. gets the last word yep. because she's going off in this convertible with a Freddie uh, soft top. Yeah. Um, yep. Freddie sweater soft top and, and her mum's getting strangled through the, the door. Like, yeah. It the, really undercuts. Yeah. The, the, the blow-up doll of her mother gets pulled through. <laughs> <through. laughs> it was through. a bit yeah. rough. That, yeah. that, that effect shot. was a bit rough. <laughs> the last, like, for, for, we're, we're talking door. about all these really great, useful yeah. effects and then and it, the is final one it is, is literally terrible. like just, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that was a sad. I really wish it um, would have just ended, and I'm sure well, Wake we're on the same page with Wes Craven here, but just would have ended before that twist. Which yeah, but it doesn't make mm. because it doesn't make any sense to me no. as well. No, because no, who's dreaming um, that dream? Yeah, um, is it a dream? Is it a dream? The because end, because the end is meant to be a dream. That's why yeah, when they come it, out, and it's all and foggy. It's, all foggy. Yeah. it's like I think it's going to burn off soon. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know what? I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just sort of. Like, but who's dreaming the dream? Yeah. And is, yeah. yeah. It's just very unsatisfying. Well, it was, really feels tacked on by the studio, that which was is super the case. Tacked on. They, all the <laughs> all the alternate endings are on YouTube, and you can watch them all, and they're all terrible. But they they basically should have just wrapped up with just them getting in the car and driving off, or just just cutting when she closed the door, and basically that's the end of like. Yeah. Took his power away. Yeah, that's it. Then Bang, you have a, fa a final girl who is, yeah, who is a powerful figure and mm -hmm. not completely undercut yeah. in the final scene. Yeah, because it literally just, like, it, and that's that's the thing that kind of bothers me is it's like you, and, and they do that in horror movies a lot, I feel. Like, yeah, you know, you, like you, obviously the little twist zinger kind of The twist at the end, stinger, you know, because it just keeps them, yeah. you know, coming back or whatever. Or but for it's the sequel, thing of which like, they obviously wanted to uh, get people excited for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, watch it. It's it's quite funny. It's quite comical. Have you? Have, do you know anything about this, the the second one? It's basically regarded as um, the the gay Freddy because there are right. so it is that there. Little did they know that when writing the script that um, a number of the act, actors were homosexual and they the there's a lot of spanking. There's a lot of um, uh, undertones in the script uh, that can't be taken any other way apart from this is it's the gay freddy mm. and if you watch it now it's really it's really quite you can just watch a five minute supercut of this on on youtube yeah but it's um there's yeah it's it's been slapped together in about five minutes this whole film yeah and it was just a cash grab but yeah. um but it's turned into this um, iconic can, piece of queer cinema it is it <laughs> yeah. is no it's called it's it was the first um the first Queer um, horror film. Yeah, essentially. Is it just called A Nightmare on Elm Street Two. A Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's, Freddy's Revenge. See, even the name is mm. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that a fact? That is a fact. Is that a fact? That a fact. Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. What a segue. Okay, so my first radio. <laughs> 
this is a little game where I'm going to give you three facts. You have to tell me which one should be slashed to pieces with a claw, ham-fisted claw. <laughs> I'm going to get you this time. Okay, so. you are. Good, good, good. Fact number one. The idea was based upon a series of newspaper articles uh, that Wes uh, came across in the late 70s about mysterious death dreams reported by several young Asian men, including one who later died in his sleep. Okay. Fact number two. Los Angeles declared a Freddy Krueger day in 1991, which enraged quite a few people. Okay. And fact number three, Freddy Krueger Plumbing in Chicago lost over 50% of their revenue in the two years following the release of these films. They sued New Line Cinema and won with an out-of-court settlement. Go first. Well, I know the first one is true. So that's annoying. I can just quickly tell you the first one was in fact true. Amazing. Because, yeah. The, the federal government even looked into the disturbing phenomenon. There were a bunch of like Southeast Asian yeah. men who were... I presume they were refugees from war yeah, zones. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like so traumatized that it, they were afraid yep, to sleep. And they didn't want to sleep. And, and, were, oh, basically, and basically died because you need to sleep, otherwise you yep, will die. Yeah, yep. it's terrifying. And that's where they actually the found... One days. Of, that's where they, they actually found a coffee pot um, in one of their cupboards next to their bed with a going down to the nearest PowerPoint. Oh. So, and that's where so that, now I feel terrible. Yeah, thanks, that you thought that guys. was like so funny. Well, it was. Now I... Seb just keeps making us feel bad about the real life yeah. tragedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real people, guys. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> I just want to talk about Freddy, um, Freddy Krueger Day or Fred yeah. Krueger Plumbing. I think... I think oh, Freddy Krueger Day. Freddy Krueger Day seems like the most thrown together. Does, isn't it? Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Freddy Krueger Day? I'm going to go plumbing. You're going to go plumbing? Okay. So uh, Los Angeles did, in fact, declare a Freddy Krueger Day in 1991, which enraged a lot of people. The uh, the then mayor of Los Angeles, Tom Bradley, proclaimed September the 13th, Friday the 13th, as Freddy Krueger Day, mainly because so much of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise had been shot there. But not everyone was so pleased with this tribute. It's absurd and embarrassing, uh, a number of people said. Declaring a day in celebration of a character that exists to slaughter people is absolutely horrendous. Um, but they said, no, the fact that this last film coming out is about Freddy Krueger's demise. Um, and Robert Englund chimed in saying, we have to separate crime reality from movie escapism. But it's pretty amazing. God, Los Angeles actually... Came out Wish with a we could Kruger go day. back to those days when we were concerned about having Freddy Krueger Day. Freddy like, Krueger Day, if yeah. If only we could go Freddy back to Kruger those in- innocent times. <laughs> <laughs> we're not worried about people shooting up cinemas because totally. they're disenfranchised themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> like, wow. Anyway. Yeah. So there we are. Yikes. That's so you made up Fred Krueger Plumbing. I love it. Fred Krueger Plumbing. Fuck, I will never win. <laughs> It'd be great. He had to get all the things out of your train with his long fingers, wouldn't he? <laughs> get, a, get all your fur balls out. Yeah. There you go, bitch. <laughs> Here's my bill, bitch. Stop flashing at tampons, bitch. <laughs> well, have we? <laughs> um, well, I guess just you rounding it out. Mic? Yeah, no, no, I'm fine. Um, I think, um, like, I, I, I definitely enjoyed this movie. Like, it was. Um, yeah, just not. It was. It, I enjoyed it. it. I guess it just wasn't the film that I was expecting mm. it to be. Um, but um, I think, yeah, it's it's a great concept. Um, Would you say it's a feminist film? Do you think that's a bit of a reach? I think that's a bit of a reach. I think so too. Um, mm. I think it is. A, I mean, I I think um, the the Nancy character is. Um, I mean, she's not the greatest actor in the world. Um, I don't know. I just found her so compelling, her violet eyes and her bone structure. She, oh, she's like, gorgeous. But those, yeah, know, some but of those like, fights with her mother yeah. were But her mother's giving her nothing to work oh, with. Yeah, I no. think her mother's, yeah. Absolute, I don't know where she came from. I she don't know where they soapy. found that woman. She was just off the back no, of the soap that, opera. No, but there was yeah. a lot of this that felt very soapy. Um, yeah. mm. but there, is, guess, there is actually, there is a shot um, when when um, she gets home um, and finds everything has been barred up 
and the mother, and she's like, mother, where are you? And it just mm-hmm. cuts to the hallway and the mother just slinks out with a cigarette and the lighter already posed, yeah. ready to light. And I'm like, what is this like dinner theatre yeah. sort of mm-hmm. actor? You know? And then she has to go downstairs and, you know, explain the whole thing. And it's like, and you're here, right? I kept his murder glove for you. Just, you know, maybe you can give that to your children. Um, <laughs> totally. But, uh, but, um, but no, I, I no, I don't think it's a, a particularly family. I think it's just sort of um, uh, empowering uh, to a degree of yeah, as you were saying, of the kids and of them having to um, sort of you know step up and because the parents aren't listening to them and because um, they're all loaded or um, cops <laughs> so um, you know yeah uh, but um, I, I think she, you know Nancy's a great and so so she comes back in the third one yeah so the third one. clearly they, they that's a dream even... sequence at the end they just sort of excise that idea yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah I think they yeah. just I think they kind of rewrite it most most sequels they kind of just make up the rules as they go along yeah, yeah. Don't think there's a whole lot of uh, continuity. continuity running through the canon there, but yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole bad acting thing that is a that is like that's it's just a horror hell. movie. Yeah, it's a horror yeah, movie trope I, as well. It didn't bother me because I just, as it's I said, I like, found her so compelling. Like, yeah, and not just because she's hot, but her face is yeah. I don't know. She you're just drawn in by mm. her, and you, she's a very magnetic person. I would um, say. And mm. we did have some. Uh, we, we did mention in our last episode. There's some certain crossovers between these films, mm-hmm. like um, her, her hair being shocked two, white, two women <laughs> being shocked white, yeah. like you know. And <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. Looks great, big fan. Big yeah. fan. Big fan. Yeah, in, both, in both circumstances, mm-hmm. it. it uh, That's what you should have done. Well, look, my actually do have a bit of a skunk stripe coming through, but I need to stop dyeing it yellow so that you can see it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's um, definitely a. It's a great signature look on them both. Mm, I would agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, and and in the sequence that um, she gets scared straight, um, it, she's at the dream doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and when the mother asks the this clear you know this doctor, what are dreams? He's like, <laughs> I wrote this down too. <laughs> um, he said, um, <laughs> it's because uh, all I wonder is is incredible body hocus, hocus pocus, pocus a medical term? Yeah, um, that's, that, <laughs> yeah, that's in the textbooks. It's incredible so body, I wrote that down too. Some sort of incredible body hocus pocus. <laughs> It's so wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Cartier Center for Sleep Disorders. Yeah. There was nothing about that that was – they put an electrode on her jaw. Yeah. I really wasn't sure what was happening. That I think maybe she had a zit and they wanted to cover it yeah, up. Yeah. There was just no rhyme or reason to any of the, mm-hmm. the um, science, I think, behind. But I do want to look more into the Balinese stuff. I feel like that might be something interesting there. Yeah, definitely. I reckon Johnny Depp's written a book on it. Probably. Yeah, probably. He probably has. Yeah. yeah. Probably has. <laughs> Um, have you guys got any last thoughts on this film? No, I think it's a good little addition to the uh, month of Halloween. Yeah, and get it into the. I get would it into not the, recommend the it for tweens as I did Poltergeist. I would say you probably. Oh wanna... no, you need to punch up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But again, a fun little what, you know thirteen plus. Yeah, go on, let him have PG-13? it. PG thirteen, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. There's where the new rating system horrors in the world these exactly. days. Exactly. Far worse horrors in the world. Um, but yeah, add it into the um, the October viewing for sure. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. So are you. Mm-hmm. Because you're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a wrap uh, on Halloween. Um, and uh, I thought you meant we didn't actually watch that movie, Mike. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, no, that is a wrap on our Halloween episodes. Um, I hope you enjoyed them. Um, and, uh, yeah, as always, thank you to Jeremy Watsman, Jackie Winter Group, for lending us this wonderful and increasingly warm uh, studio. Um, and, uh, you know, you can follow us on the Instagrams and the Twitters. And we haven't got anything else, have we? Don't think so. No. no. Can we get thank something you. else? We can get more. What do you want? What's good? I'll get you whatever you want. You just tell me what you need. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, please uh, follow along there. Um, we'll be back very soon. Um, but, uh, as always, I've been Mike Cairns. Over there is Seb Seabass Godfrey. I see you both in my dreams. <laughs> in my dreams. <laughs> and Alex Lampchop Heath. Thanks for having me. See you later, bitch. See you, bitch.
episode two. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street starring Frederick Krueger. This street is clear. <laughs> this street. Oh, he's got those nice knives on his hands. Um, <laughs> hey, Mr. Krueger. <laughs> Mr. Krueger. <laughs> need some sunscreen. Need some, need some moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, let's get this done before <laughs> delirium kicks in. There's more uh, wine. All I just right. want to remind you. <clears throat> delirium. <laughs> <laughs>